Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Topical Talkology. Um, and in Theo, we're still we're still doing Zoom because there is still a lockdown going on. Hi, Theo, how are you? Good morning, Andy. How are you? Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I, actually, I'm enjoying the lockdown. To be honest, um, I've been getting work done at home, um, around the house, as well as um, as well on my business. So uh, apparently, been... Piers, Piers Morgan is uh, electing himself prime minister. Uh, he he he's uh, laid an ultimatum saying that unless Dominic Cummings is sacked, he will take it that lockdown is over, and start going out. So I think if if uh, if Piers Morgan st- says lockdown is over, then we can start meeting in person. Well, potentially, but um, I, I've got to say, yeah, I've actually quite enjoyed it. I mean, I've still been going and doing my exercise, going for my walks. Um, so and I've been seeing a lot more people out and there's actually, I've seen a lot more cars on the road as well. So um, actually there's an interesting thing that someone brought up to me the other day that um, they were claiming a race issue actually, that 75% of the people who are being arrested are Asian and, and, and black. And um, uh, I'd, I'd be interested to know what the data is on that and, and, and why that's actually happened. Because I don't think it's about race so much. And could it potentially be about culture? Because people do come from other countries. They, they, they don't really sort of conform to the rules as they do in the UK because as they're adapting to a UK standard of life. Um, but also, there's, um, we took something we talked about last week or a couple of weeks ago, was the increase of, in, in coronavirus deaths amongst the black and Asian communities as well. Could those two be connected? And is it, is, it, is it a social demographic thing? And potentially, because they come from large extended families, they probably spend more time together as well. So um, there's a lot of factors there, but I, I was surprised to see that because I'll, because I don't see the UK being a more racist country now than we were, what, 30, 40 years ago. Mm. Um, true. Uh, I mean, it's it's difficult to say. The, um, I mean, the, the the police seem to have a very very practical approach. Actually, um, for instance, uh, it's just a fact that more knife crime is committed by uh, black men than non-black men. Uh, it's just a statistical fact. Um, and also, as we said, uh, race per se, color per se, is not a risk factor for coronavirus it's what comes with it so afro-caribbean are more likely to be fat and fat is the risk factor or old asian people are more likely to have a health disparity and more comorbidity is the risk factor so it's not the race and neither is age it just happens to be that if you're older you're more likely to have a comorbidity it's similar to the gender pay gap it is not the sex it's not the gender that makes the difference it's the behavior. In other words, women are less likely to ask for a pay rise, but if they ask for it, they actually get more than a man. So I don't think that's an issue at all. Um, what, what's the, the latest update, by the way, uh, is that more and more people are saying that lockdown is uh, a complete disaster. Uh, and, and in fact, this is a, there's a, a very senior professor in Oxford who used the words the case for Niall Ferguson's lockdown is increasingly fragile. And I think one can translate that from, as professors speak, for complete nonsense. Um, now, what's also interesting is that in Sweden, 
um, the uh, peak is coming down just like where everywhere else to the extent that they haven't even achieved herd immunity. So what that means, taking into account the fact that everything peaked in April in the UK in any case, is that the virus was already dying out um, just about when everyone started panicking about it. And nothing anyone has done has made the slightest difference. So in fact, we haven't even achieved, the, the virus hasn't been virulent enough to whip through the population and infect everyone anyway, because it hasn't been, they hasn't been able to achieve herd immunity in Sweden. Yeah, so I mean, there's, I mean, there is a lot of conspiracy theories about this as to whether we should have done because I, I um, fair enough, I brought it up what we were talking about last week about the Hong Kong flu, and I had a friend of mine who actually happened to be in Hong Kong at the time during that, um, and nothing was shut down. And so, is there another one? Is there another agenda going on? But as I said, you know, I leave those conspiracy theories to the likes of David Icke right now, um, but. At some point, we we may not have any alternative, um, or the government may not have an alternative, whether it, whether there's a double spike or not in the coronavirus, that we are going to actually have to go back to work, or people are going to have to go back to their normal lives because they can't survive. I mean, mortgages still need to be paid, food needs still to be bought. So, um, is it you know is it a way to be able to control it now? Well, we we the only the only error in all of our topical topology. Um, predictions and comments based on stats and research is that we said of course there's going to be a second pipe spike but actually there isn't because it's already been dying down irrespective of what everyone has been doing and it's looking increasingly likely that it's just going to follow a normal seasonal flu variation um, which means we're going to get waves of it back in the winter again uh, and we know that as long as you protect the elderly and don't simply send elderly infected from hospital back to care homes, which is, in fact, the worst possible thing you could do um, and is tantamount to malicious negligence, um, uh, then it, we will be absolutely fine and be able to live a completely normal life. You've frozen, yeah. So just quickly, so I just want to go back to what we were talking about because you we mentioned about Dominic Cummings, um, who, I mean, the the reason why he broke lockdown in effect was to take his son to his parents. Apparently, is that correct? Because he was ill, and he's saying that he yeah. wasn't sure whether he'd be able to look after his son properly. Um, so is it a political? The government was saying. Right. So is it a political game now? So they're using this as a political game to. Um, to get him to resign. Well, that's what they're trying, and he's very anti-establishment, and and uh, and he's anti-head of the civil service, so he's he he's got powerful enemies. Um, so let's see what happens. But I think that's that is a different argument to um, Niall Ferguson, who simply found a lady on a dating website called Plenty of Fish, um, and. Let's face it, you know, if you've seen pictures of her, she's not, uh, she seems to be rather visually challenged, to say the least. So she's not uh, the, an ideal goddess figure with whom he became infatuated and therefore had his judgment somewhat impaired in perhaps a semi understandable manner. He simply coldly and calculatedly uh, sought to um, gratify his needs, his base needs, 
um, which makes what he did uh, even more unforgivable and insidious. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can say that, but the thing is, there's also, and, and the thing is, this is a lot of people are experiencing. I mean, we're quite fortunate because we've got families, but there's a lot of people out there who are, who are stuck at home alone and not able to, um, you know, get out. I mean, as I said, I spoke to a couple of friends last week and only, they've only just now been able to see their son for the first time in about, you know, six weeks or something. Um, so, so there are a lot of people who do live alone who are, who, who are struggling with loneliness and things like this. So, um, you know. Absolutely. And loneliness it, it be, is highly toxic. You know, that, that causes more stress. In fact, actually, I think we were talking about this on a podcast a few months ago, that loneliness is actually probably more dangerous than smoking. Yes, it is. And uh, as we all know, there's, there's, I think two years ago, a Minister for Loneliness was actually appointed. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So the thing is, that's probably, that is incredibly toxic for some people because they don't actually, um, you know, apart from Zoom, they don't actually have any sort of human engagement. Now, there's, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of things going on. I mean, you've seen that domestic abuse has been, you know, has increased. Uh, we've also seen that um, relationships are, are suffering. I think there's going to probably be more divorces after this uh, lockdown than anything else before. Um, some, but some families have been able to, um, you know, spend time together, get to, you know, get to know each other, and, and something we've also recommended on this on this podcast that it's actually an ideal opportunity for us to spend time with your children and actually talk to them and things like this i mean we we you know i think we've run out of quizzes to do online because we've done so many of them but um mm -hmm. you know we we we've we've, we've just think we've we've engaged a lot more we able to sit down and, right. and, and, and so, so you've done the right thing you've worked on your relationships and 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 it will always be to your benefit uh, and so have we um you know, at seven o'clock this morning, I was I, I was spent the time lying next to my son, looking up at the clouds, looking up the trees, looking up the back of the house, and he just wanted to point things out and mm. discuss things with me. And that's one of the best feelings you can possibly imagine. Um, what, what's interesting, we we also said that people are very poor at being self-directed, um, and. If you look at it, and I don't know whether you've noticed it yourself, but obviously on TV, people are being interviewed. Most of them aren't going into the studios. They're doing it on Zoom or on Skype. Have you seen the state of people? Have the, the, the fact is that normally when you go to a studio, you see someone who's quaffed, who's well-dressed, who looks professional. But the, the people, most people look as if they've simply just got up um, I mean, there was one gentleman who at least uh, gave a nod to trying to be professional by putting on a jacket and tie, but he hadn't bothered to put his trousers on, and unfortunately the camera angle caught that. Um, someone else actually accidentally took a laptop to the loo in the middle of a Zoom meeting. And, oh, that's and that right. I've, I've seen that. I've seen, I've seen that's that. It. And she was in a conference call with about 10 other people or so. That's it. But but that is that's the point we're making is people are so bad at being self-directed, they they lose all standards, even when they know 
they're on a work meeting or they're being interviewed on television. Well, it's actually quite um, interesting. It's actually quite interesting because there's a there's a thing called enclosed cognition, which is, you, I mean, if, you know, wearing certain things. And I'm and I'm sure if you spoke to certain image consultants, they'd probably be able to advise you better. But if you wear, I mean, because I think they did a study. I, I can't remember whether where it was, but they they'd given a group of people a a white coat and told them you've got to behave like you know you are a doctor and then they gave the other ones um the same white coat and told them they were butchers in terms of their performance and their, and their behavior they were far more professional when they actually played the role of that doctor than they were when they actually played the role of the butcher for example um but in clothes cognition is, is is actually quite important because and how do you say that again enclosed 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 cognition so by wearing certain things um you will you know it's it's it's, it's, it's you're going into that archetype so there's your business archetype um of putting on a suit and tie do you feel more, far more powerful do you feel um do, do you feel stronger you know th things like this you know women who actually dress um a little bit more classier for example do they do they feel you know you could even say sexier for example well that's what they say so, don't they i, I so, feel so, sexy. Uh, so so when you put certain when you put certain clothes on it, you know and do your hair but you know my, my, my wife still put you know she, she doesn't go out at the moment but she still put per perfume on every day so she's maintaining that routine of um getting dressed you know almost in in, in work type clothes um but we said because the most important psychologically thing, it does have an impact yes it does and the, the most important thing is someone's identity remember what i said i said i've i can treat i can actually fairly easily treat someone who has had the most awful disgusting abuse but it's much harder to treat someone who's had their core identity ripped from them um and so identity is stereotypical so, for instance, when I was when I was training um, in the teaching hospital, my boss, the consultant, if we had a difficult patient, he he would say it's time to dark suit them. In other words, in other words, he put he'd put on his extra dark suit um, because nobody else in, in the in the ward would wear, was wearing a suit. I, being a junior doctor, was simply wearing you know a shirt and tie, um, and he would do that, and people would respond to it. And similarly, when when I became a consultant, people would expect to see me and respond differently to me, being the boss wearing exactly what my uniform as a boss was. That's so you, right. you have you have uniforms, and it could be a uniform of a worker, a uniform of a professor. And Milgram's experiment, remember, was was exactly that: someone wearing a white coat, calling themselves a professor. Um, instilled so much behavioral compliance that subjects were willing to administer lethal electric shocks during the experiment that's right but it does but, but what we're talking about is also it does impact your own behavior as well because you actually fit into that role i mean when you know, so when i'm in a suit i'm far more, you know i almost feel i'm far more articulate or, or far more um uh, you, you behave more intelligently i mean you know i mean there's certain colors and things like this you know when you go into color psychology that does that as well but that's the power of expectation you see remember what we said that 
People rarely get what they deserve, but they almost always get what they expect. And that's why your past is so incredibly important for you um, in terms of determining your future, because you base your expectations on your previous experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what's crucial, and what I tell patients is, is that we need to reprocess previous psychological blocks, even minor traumas, because it massively affects how they go on in their lives. And interestingly, there's a professor, Professor Penny Becker, who is frequently quoted by Jordan Peterson. And what he discovered was getting people to write about their lives and their past would increase their mental and physical health. And if you did it in students, it would actually increase their exam performance, simply getting them to write about their pasts, writing it down. Did you just tell me, uh, I just I want to go, I want to, while we're on this sort of topic, I wanted to go sort of slightly back to what you were talking about when people actually have their identity stripped from them. How does that, so how does something like that actually happen? Lose their job. That's okay. it. Okay. So lose their job, be, be struck off. Uh, if you're a doctor or, or a solicitor, losing your, you losing your core identity. It's, it is the, most catastrophic thing that anyone can happen have and it's it's because it's how you define someone um and even if you if you look through the pages of history and uh you know old ancient text people are defined often not by their names but who they are a son of or a daughter of or what their profession is Right, because um, oh, sorry, I've, I've lost my thread. Tr- tr- um, because actually, it comes down to one of the core human needs, which is significance. Once you've taken someone's significance away from them, um, they 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 become a sort of a very sh- you know shallow version of themselves, and they'll go down this downhill spiral, and um, and, and and basically that's what people actually fall into depression and things like this, and and. We'll see. and and if that happens, and it's happening particularly during this lockdown, for some people, significance think- is important. But it's 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 this is even more um, fundamental than that. Your identity is your knowledge of how to deal with yourself within the world, um, and therefore, by removing your identity, you completely remove uh, most of your sense of control because you don't know how to interact with the world anymore. Um, and you have no means of positive interaction within the world. And it's the, it's the sense of positive interaction within the world that gives you a sense of fulfillment and contentment. So, so, so you, you have a loss of control. Yeah. Okay. So you, so yeah, I mean, we've talked about sort of control and how, you know, how to obviously even how to regain control. We've sort of touched on in the past. But look at now, look at how many people signing on unemployed and, and the government have the temerity to say that they're following scientific advice without using. Now, the fact is, the government are meant to be there because they know what they're doing. For instance, if, if uh, whenever I tell a patient that they need to seek legal advice, so they're having a work issue, I emphasize the lawyer is there to give them advice. They don't have to take it. They, have, they can use their common sense. Now, the government haven't used any of their common sense. They've just used their pet, um, you know, on-retainer um, professionals um, who have been completely wrong, negligently yeah. wrong. I mean, one of the, they I haven't, mean, 
and they haven't bothered to use their common sense because that means taking responsibility and which means they may if they get it wrong lose their jobs yeah because it because it makes me wonder that why would you know particularly the uk i mean you know apparently it's been announced i think it was on the bbc website that it's you know we've borrowed more money than any other time you know for how long i don't know what it was actually so we've borrowed all this money to actually sustain this and i'm thinking why would governments particularly around the world actually put themselves in such an economical uh, such an economical strain or is there another agenda going on here and as i said um is it is it you know i mean and as i said there's a lot of these conspiracy theories as though as though is it a way to actually control people or is it a way to become making them dependent on them which is a very much a left-wing type thing you know we'll give you the welfare and then obviously once you take that purpose and even significance away um you um you actually then be able to control them um and i don't think there's anything to do with the governments that the only the only conspiracy theory of the government is that they want to stay in power so that they, they don't they don't appear that they made any mistakes yeah. but of course if you if, if you if you consider that very carefully that is a complete lack of integrity and that always comes out um because it, it it's stamped on your forehead and already people are shouting that 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 uh, the government has been incompetent and in spain they're calling for the resignation of the uh prime minister and his deputy um, well actually there was something actually also that happened in belgium when there was i think it was the prime minister of belgium and i, I don't even know what the title in, in belgium is um or, or the state leader of belgium let's say um went and visited a hospital and there was this whole parade of people of staff at the hospital and as the car was turning it was 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 was, was showing up everyone turned their back on her good for um, them and um, so, uh, you know, so if, uh, all the state leaders are taking a hit. I mean, it's interesting because everyone, you know, we talk about, we've talked, we haven't talked about Donald Trump properly for ages, but he's, um, and he's probably just taking advice as well. But I mean, I don't think you're really, you know, he, he just wants to be reelected. But, um, he's, but he's uh, saying no lockdown. He's saying no second lockdown, whatever happens. Yeah, he has, he's yeah, yeah, and, and he has it. And, 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 it's, and it is a bold move. Um, but you you know but he's, he's, he's he was talking about what in, um, injecting yourself with disinfectants and things like this and uh, and i don't know whether it was properly articulated or not but you've got to give him something because he, he's a very outside the box thinker which is which is why i suppose he actually has been so successful because he's always been a big risk taker now mm. Well, you know how, how do you define disinfectant because you could even call you know and antibiotics a form of disinfectant it's there to disinfect you isn't it correct so um so i i don't i really don't know how if whether the media blew it out or proportion but oh they did they they actually got yeah. it completely wrong he didn't say that anyway uh he said something completely different and they just they just uh used their used their supposed right of free speech um, to blow it out of all proportion. I mean, he, he, he is taking some um, medication at the moment, which is being criticised as well, isn't it? Well, chloroquine, yes. Um, chloroquine alone apparently hasn't been found to help much. Uh, but if you combine it with a couple of things, including an antibiotic, then it apparently does help a bit. Um, so, you know, fair enough.
but he's been, but he's been criticised for that as well. Um, you know, uh, but he, he's I've got to say he's an he's an interesting character because he is he, he's willing to attempt new things constantly, look for different very very different solutions that other people aren't coming up and saying, or whether even they even if they do so, hear it, they will not mm-hmm. come out and publicly say. He does wear his heart on his sleeve sometimes. Um, and he's actually very transparent into the way of, of what he says and how he actually says it. Well, it's 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 as, it, it, it's the unpredictability and the, the his his kind of emotional component um, that makes people respond to him emotionally and is part of his strong support base. In other words, they, as we said before, um, log- you can't use logic to access people's emotion because mm. 98% is an emotional choice. So if you get enough people liking him emotionally, he's going to get his second term. Oh, yeah, um, I think I think he's going to get it anyway. I mean, they, I think, well, the Democrats have got what Joe Biden, who, you know, and there's so many holes in his um, in his character that they can actually rip that to shreds, actually. Particularly mm-hmm. Donald Trump can rip it to shreds because when when he goes for the jugular, in terms of another candidate, um, you know, he's actually very effective, as he did when he actually went for the Republican nomination. He obviously, he actually had to mellow down a little bit when he actually went up against Hillary Clinton because he could not be coming across as a bully, or so much as a bully. But with Joe Biden, it's a totally different matter. He will totally expose him as as, as a weak lead, as a weak potential weak leader. Well, that's so, right. So, um, you know, so. Of- wasn't it Obama has said some typically, uh, you know, silly things about Trump again? He just raises his head to criticize Trump in 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 a in a quite typical passive aggressive way that a a pussy whip man would. Well, Obama's administration is actually, uh, or previous administration is actually under question at the moment in terms of um, uh, of I think what was his name Flynn or something to do with that. Um, if you've actually been following the American type politics, but uh, you know, there'll be a, a, I think as the campaign starts heating up, a lot more stuff will actually start coming out about things like that and um, how they bug people and, and, and things like this and the influence the FBI had on stopping uh, looking to prevent Donald Trump getting in last time. So it, it's an interesting, I mean, look, it's all, a, it's all a game of politics. And um, I think the only conspiracy theory that stands any ground in terms of common sense uh is that uh the powers that be and what the only power is money and governments do not control money um it is much uh, you know it's it's much more insidious than that you know it's it's at the level of people like the rothschilds even if they still control it i don't know but the the theory is that it is about establishing a global order so the euro zone was that theory and and francois Mitterrand was involved in that and and he himself said that you know i can't establish uh i can't force a a single european identity but i can i can introduce the euro in such a painful way um that uh, that people's identities will start dissolving uh, which is exactly what happened uh, but luckily um in fact the plucky British stood up for it, didn't they? Um, and then, of course, there was there's an, <coughs> another issue of forming a North American 
alliance and then and then a, a, and then someone else, another different alliance to take in part of the rest of the world and and again those would be eventually fused as well um so that's probably the only potential conspiracy theory that i can yeah, because the, see yeah, holds water yeah because there was talk many years ago i can't remember what the currency was uh my, but it was to do with a sort of um canadian, canadian and american yep. and um the uh, something like elu or emu or I, can't, I can't remember what it was um because they were looking to reduce that yeah because uh, are we getting towards a global power i mean as i said it's uh, i find more more people or more countries particularly in europe are looking to reclaim their identity now or or, or, or there could be a or there could be a shift because the EU has exposed themselves as to be fairly incompetent in dealing with this crisis and dealing with the 2008 crisis. Uh, look, maybe Corona is just a, is a way of um, resetting everything and uh, and destroying the power. Um, because don't forget, crisis is the best forum for change, and this is this is where the everyone, each international government, needs to grab this opportunity and re-establish strong identity, starting with national, nationalism, family values, community values. Um, and quite frankly, things like Tinder should be made illegal because that is an anti-family value and and is about instant gratification and not, not about so, 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 so settling for a proper okay, relationship. Okay, so, so you say, say Tinder, I mean, although Tinder, I don't... It was, was it originally done as a as a as to go in search for sex, or was it done in to search for relationships? Um, I, I, done, I, it was done I'm, for I'm money, not, basically, wasn't it? They want to make money. Well, of course, it does. All dating sites are done there from for money. But Tinder is is absolutely the the epitome of instant gratification and swipe left, swipe right, um, and now they want to make it global. So you, you because apparently you can only search nationally. But now they want to make it global as well for some silly reason, probably because it, probably because they're moving with the times and they have to, they have to say, admit that people are now meeting on Zoom instead of physically. Well, they, um, yeah, they but, say they've taken a bit of a hit on on uh, during this coronavirus. I mean, there is a, as I said, there was an article on the BBC website. I'll see if I can actually bring it up actually while we speak. Um, and it says uh, Tinder boss says dramatic changes to dating, um, and. It's had a dramatic effect on the people using the dating app Tinder. The boss has told BBC News, though the changes may suit plans as already had in store for the platform. Anyway, it goes on and on and on. But um, in terms of behaviour metrics, they're not they're not receiving as many more, you know, sign-ups than than they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've increased dramatically. But um, remember, it's it's about your instant gratification. It's about allowing yourself further choice. And all the research shows that choice is not good for humans. Yeah, free choice, free, even free will. Yeah, but people want free will. Not good. Or they want well, to believe that they actually want free will. Well, they 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 want it because they think they do because they're told they need it, and they deserve it. No, that's but not we, true. I think people do deserve it. I mean, there's got to be an element of freedom to actually make your own choice. I mean, that's why. Um, I suppose you would class me as 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 um you know. To leaning towards the right more because you know limited government you actually make your own choices and choose actually how to live your life now i know it's not everybody who actually wants you know some people do want their choices made for them and they want to go and work in um you know 
go and work for companies. Obviously, it's not a route I took, but you know, I think people are entitled to actually make their own choices. If they want a vaccine, if they don't want to take a vaccine, they shouldn't actually have to take it, to be honest. The, you, Which can't is what talking make, about. you can't make your own choices independent of the family, community, and society within which you live. Okay, can't do it. Because otherwise, you're not part of that family, community, society, nationality. Um, and all and to remember that we, we talked about this many times but too much choice is simply bad for you we think we want it but it's bad for you it makes you less happy um, for many reasons uh, and you know we, we are hardwired to get to like the choice that we make as long as we don't allow ourselves the possibility of changing our mind about that choice I mean, that, that research has been replicated many times. I mean, and it's actually quite, um, in some ways, because of this lockdown, people have actually had far less choice. I mean, even supermarkets um, or, or the manu or food manufacturers have actually reduced the amount of choice they've been given people because obviously they're not going to cater for everything, and they and and they, you know, cut down on those extra little add-ons and things like this. That's right. And, and gone more basic. And I think it's, it's made things a lot easier for people. And they probably are happier in that way. You're absolutely right. And again, it's, it's why things like the government saying, use your common sense, is the most idiotic thing to say and shows no understanding of human psychology. Humans want boundaries and structure and guidance. And what, remember what I said? If you let someone do something, they probably will. And it's why Alan Greenspan who said he thought the market would self-regulate, which is his excuse for allowing the catastrophe of the subprime plunge to happen. Um, even in law, the main predictor of crime is opportunity, once you take into account uh, personality. So that's exactly the point that we are, and that's how religion treats people. We are children. And religion says you have to repeat the same thing and do the same thing several times a day to remind yourself of it. Whereas in the West, people assume that you tell somebody something once at school or university and they remember it for the rest of their lives. Absolutely impractical but, and impossible. But, but, but you say people need to be, you know, but, but we, we, you know, people who listen to these type of podcasts or, or, or looking to gain knowledge or information are people who actually want to become more better read in some ways so they actually want a little bit more freedom to be able to make those choices so uh, not, it's for, not freedom necessarily better reading means understanding so you can have more uh, control or illusion of control at least or know how to interact with a difficult situation so as to have control but, but we've talked about this in the past because socialism takes that freedom away and that's never that's never succeeded in, 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 in any time in our in any time in our history in fact it's probably been responsible for you know over a hundred million deaths in the last hundred years well that's a that's a more marxist thing isn't it um and that's yeah that, but that, that is that is telling people how they should live rather than actually going down a more and as, and maybe we've talked about capitalism before but you know, uh, in some ways, you could probably even class me in some ways as a classical liberal, I suppose. 
Well, well, no, because there's a, lo- there's a lot of aggression in Marxism, because Marxism is all about um, uh, having to destroy uh, anything that is better than you, essentially, isn't it? Because it's, it's, it needs to be self-leveling. Uh, and that's and that's but, exactly but you want every, you but, but the thing is, you you have the powers that be at the top, and then actually everyone else should be the same. And not only that, but therefore, if if someone is deemed to be ha, have anything better or different, then the, they must be destroyed as quickly as possible. Um, and that's exactly how you get these appalling crimes and and uh, millions of people killed. Uh, so that's that that is. Because just because people are being told that is something doesn't mean that uh, giving inst- giving instructions to the population is a bad mm. thing. It depends on how you do it. It's a bit like religion. Religion is the most powerful way of controlling people, but it can be misused. It needs to be used wisely and well for the good of the community and not simply to keep someone in power. So, so because I think we're running out of time now. Do you actually want to start recapping? Got, because I didn't, I didn't, um, I, 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 unfortunately, I didn't check to see how long we actually had, uh, or what, what time we actually started the podcast. Because we were having a chat. We got another. We, we got another ten minutes. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay, go on. Now, the what we need to think very carefully about, and I think we'll we'll talk about it more in the next podcast therefore is the effects of stress um now the one of the ways that stress happens is by loss of structure because remember we're tribal so we require structure leadership hierarchy if you take that away our sense of control our anxiety goes up um so people being removed from their normal structure and stuck at home instantly pops up their stress um in fact just looking at just looking recently at um pre-lockdown studies people going to the gp for any cause for any reason simply just turning up to the gp two-thirds of them were suffering from significant stress two-thirds women more than men uh and a lot of them on the severe end of the stress um, and of those on the severe end of the stress at least one third had depression at least two thirds had clinical anxiety but why but the question is why are we and i i keep on bringing this question up and I've, i don't think i've ever really had a very clear a clear answer because I, I, I keep on questioning it why are we more depressed now than we were hundred years ago why are we suffering from stress is it because antidepressants are more readily available now or is it that doctors will actually prescribe it more often are, are we are you know because times are harder before but people seem to actually have a, a lot more strength to be able to deal with it now it seems to be a bit more flaky is it a lot of significance? Is it, I mean, we could talk about the, how the environment's changed and we could even talk about significance. We could even talk about loss of identity. You know, I know men are struggling with a, with a, with a loss of masculine identity now in, in this time, which is why um, I think men, you know, I think in their 40s plus, you know, are, you know, are more prone to actually commit suicide. 
well you're right and it's it's there are there are several reasons the first as we said is modern life is just not good for us uh which is why as we concluded three podcasts ago that what they found is that economic catastrophe actually increases lifespan because it forces people to give up uh, the trappings of modern life and to stop seeking instant gratification and simply ret to return to family values um, because that is the best way of maintaining mental and physical health and longevity. So economic catastrophe, despite the fact that it itself causes untold damage uh, economic catastrophe kills hundreds of thousands of people even those hundreds of thousands of deaths are less deaths than what modern life causes think of that for a second yeah. even in the credit crunch even the credit crunch the economic wasteland of greece with people committing suicide dying of stress becoming alcoholic becoming violent uh, lifespan has increased because they've all been moving into their grandmother's home and living off their pension. So you've got three generations living in the same house. Uh, yeah, okay, sorry, you thrown me there. Because one, I mean, the thing is, it's one of the, I want to sort of talk about one of the good things about this lockdown in some ways is, is, is it almost, it's not, people could see it, you know, people are getting very stressed over it. And I've got to say, I'm probably getting a little bit tired of not going out as much as I used to or be able to go and grab a cup of coffee. But overall, it's also been a great time for self-reflection, actually. I've been catching up on my reading. I've been catching up on, um, on a lot of things. But, it, you know, doing more exercise, getting into a different routine, creating a structure, as you say. But you're not um, an average person, Andy. You are not an average person. You're highly disciplined, uh, highly intelligent, highly articulate. Um, well, thank you, but <laughs> thank you, but uh, but I don't see myself that different to actually many other people because everyone's got can potentially do that. Um, and, and well, no, they and, can't. And That's the point. We, it's not they can't, or is it they can't, or is it because they won't? No, they can't because they they cannot self-regulate. And uh, as I said, there are so many. There's so much evidence of that, including the the shameful state that that people come onto zoom and skype conferences even though they're being interviewed on tv um they they lose that sense of uh self-regulation i have i have a um a client now um and he's we we were sitting down trying to figure out why he just doesn't do what we what we decided what we decide would be good for him and to his benefit because he, he did rise to quite a senior position in his chosen profession and it turns out on deep reflection that he he seemed to bounce around in his life until he more or less accidentally ended up training in his profession and that profession had a very clear career pathway and effectively as long as he stayed stuck in it, he did very well indeed. As soon as he came out of it, he then went back to not really doing much at all um, and then suffering the consequences of all that. Um, people can't do it. Lockdown is a catastrophe. And, and in fact, right now, 
people well, no, are. You, 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 I don't think you say to most people can't do it. Yeah, most it, people it, can't it is do a it. It, it. You know, but the thing is, you can either see it as um, a negative, or as I said, and some people could actually say, actually, it's an opportunity. And there is opportunity and there'll be, you know, and after this lockdown, because there'll be a lot of people going to be out of work and they're going to have to, you know, their only option may be to actually have to start their own businesses because particularly, yeah, they can't do it. particularly in the over 40s and the over 50s. Opportunity um, is exactly what self-directed people will start thinking of, um, but the rest can't do it. Um, and in fact, right now, the problem the government are having is that a lot of people are simply enjoying being on furlough, effectively being on a paid holiday. Um, and the rest of, and a lot of other people are simply too anxious to do anything. And even now, a lot of teaching unions are saying, don't go back to work, even though you, the government are telling you to, because it's just too dangerous. Um, which again is complete nonsense, but that's the power of repetitive brainwashing. Um, so if anything, there should be a law. And remember what I said, that the media um, misuse free speech. Free speech is a very dangerous, precious commodity and should not be used by the average person, but by special groups of people in certain settings to discuss what's good for the community. Yeah, I've got to say, I'm not sure I agree with that, actually. Um, look, you know, people talk about equality and the thing is, you know, and, and equal opportunities and things like this. But the thing is, you know, some people will always do better than others. And I was having this conversation with someone the other week. Um, if you give if you give someone a thousand pounds and and everyone start off with a thousand pounds, some people will choose to invest it and work hard, and then there's other people who will choose to snort it out then snort, snort it up their nose. Um, mm-hmm. And then you're going to get inequality in a space of about a week. You know, some people are smarter, some people are more disciplined, some people are more tenacious. So 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 I understand that, but the thing is, it's very difficult to put. You know treating the masses in some ways as though they are incapable of actually making decisions for themselves and things like this and uh, you know they are within maybe, certain boundaries. maybe, I, maybe I don't want to see that they, they are within certain boundaries but remember religion works for a reason and it is the most effective and longest lasting way of helping people um, and democracy uh, has always destroyed the cultures within which it is utilized. Think about that for a second. It finished off ancient Greece. Um, if we if we sum up for today, we we said that um, the coronavirus is dying out, uh, despite what any of the governments have done. It was going to go irrespective of anything, which means that lockdown has been a complete waste of time, and Sweden hasn't even managed to achieve herd immunity without lockdown because the virus didn't rip through the population, it simply started dying out. Um, and that the elderly were the real people who needed to be protected, and they were not. And in fact, the British um, the British uh, aim, if we call it that, of protecting the NHS and sending infected elderly people back to care, care homes, in retrospect, is malicious negligence, at the very least. Um, secondly, we should all be getting back within the law, because we must always stick to the law, we should all be getting back to normality as quickly as possible. Um, and if Piers Morgan is elected Prime Minister, then 
Uh, it means that we'll be getting back to normality if Dominic Cummings isn't sacked. Uh, we need to be focusing on our families more, treating our partner as if they are the most special person that we can imagine, and they will hopefully do the same back to us. Um, and we need to apply as much structure as we can and think carefully, always think what we want our bigger picture and journey to be and what we choose to do to get it. Okay, well, thanks for wrapping that one up because I think we've actually run out of time. Okay, mm -hmm. Thea, thanks very, thanks very much. I look forward to speaking to you next week. Um, you wanted to discuss trauma, um, and I think what we'll, um, uh, I think what we'll do is we'll actually cover that in next in next week's episode. All right, everyone, thank you for listening, and um, we will speak to you soon. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.